Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Everybody, I'm here with Josh Salkin of Edge Business Systems in Atlanta, Georgia. And Josh, thank you for uh, jumping on and taking the time with us today. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the opportunity. I think this is great. Well, I tell you what, why don't you start out, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah, I, uh, I live in the Johns Creek area and uh, married with one daughter who's nine. And uh, this is my 20th year in this business. So I, uh, needless to say, I have toner in my blood and a uh, big time golfer. That's how you and I met five years ago. And, um, you know, excited to, you know, kind of chat more about what I do day to day. All right. Okay, good. Next up, um, tell us a little something that not everybody knows about Josh Salkin. What is it? Hmm. Um, so one of the things that I think people find surprising is that when they play golf with me, I play right-handed, but I am probably the most left-hand dominant person you'll ever meet. And the reason is I've never taken a golf lesson in my life. My dad taught me how to play. And at the time, you know, back in the eighties, it was very like taboo to play golf left-handed. So he refused to teach me and buy me left-handed clubs and made me learn right-handed, which I think actually is now a strength because all your power comes from, you know, the left side of your body when you swing that way. So that's, uh, sometimes people are surprised to find that, but otherwise my right hand is long for the ride. Like it's, it's doesn't, doesn't do a lot of good. Well, Josh, I, I hate to break this to you. I think he just found it harder to find used left-handed clubs than it was <laughs> to find used right-handed clubs. So pretty sure as Played a dad, four, I'm pretty sure out. that's what, yeah. I, yeah. Sorry, Josh. It, yeah. it wasn't taboo. Your dad was just cheap. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> there, there, there's, there's probably some truth to that back in, uh, back in the 80s. Yes. All right. So let's go into uh, your, the business you're in, the document, uh, the, the document industry, right? So what inspires someone 20 years, right? I mean, this sounds probably not as exciting to people that are listening as it is to you, but tell us, right. you know, what was the inspiration? Again, you know, to reference my dad, um, my dad did this for 37 years. So we moved five times growing up, which uh, was, I think, a surprise for a lot of folks. So, you know, every couple of years we'd pick up and move across the country. He worked for Xerox for 22 years. Uh, and then moved, when we moved to Atlanta, he left Xerox and went to go work at Icon. So um, I graduated right after 9-11 with a finance degree from one of your favorite institutions, University of Alabama. I know how you're a big fan. Now, and, I will and, have to uh, interject you know, there. So not everybody knows that's listening is that I'm an Auburn graduate. Josh is a Alabama graduate. And it's funny is Josh is one of my favorite uh, people, even in spite of? No. no. I actually, you know, I'm, you know, I kind of like Alabama a little bit. It, is, it might be because of you. I'm glad that I've rubbed off on you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, a finance major after 9/11, that was that was that was tough, right? I mean, you know, just a couple months after all of that occurred. So, my dad got me an interview at Icon, which was a six billion dollar company, and the thought was, they'll teach you how to sell, 
right? I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. And, um, you know, you get exposure to all sorts of different businesses and maybe you'll meet somebody and you'll, you'll like that company and maybe you'll, you know, you'll figure that out one day. And here I am 20 years later with a couple business partners that I met when I was at Icon and we have our own company and immensely proud of what we've done. But the thing that's interesting about our business is, you know, you, you hear people say, oh, well, he sells copiers or, you know, you can boil it down to something very generic. But the reality is, is that it's a necessary evil that everybody's business has. Everybody needs copiers. Everybody scans documents. And now today, the industry has become so much more as people archive and security is such a big thing. And um, my gosh, I mean, think we're doing this Zoom call right now where it's everything's virtual because of COVID and work from home. So the ability to collaborate, whether it be in person or remote, to share documents, to, you know, to protect yourself from other folks. I mean, that, that's a big part of what we do now is not just make copies, but, you know, our philosophy that we say at Edge is we measure, we simplify, we manage, and we secure your document-related processes. Well, I like it, Josh. I'm glad that someone's excited about documents because we need people like you in the world. Like we, someone's got to be excited about it. And I'm glad you're actually passionate about it. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And speaking about passion. So now we're going in just sort of the generic uh, question, but I think it's really important to people that are listening. Energy and mindset. Uh, mindset's kind of a cliche word right now, but different people find different ways to keep their mindset positive. What's something that you do to really keep your energy high or or just really a, a nice positive mindset? What are some of your personal hacks? Yeah, I th think, um, you know, I would probably answer that question differently after the last 11 months with COVID, right? You know, and that has been a big, um, you know, reflective point for me and my family, just caring about my loved ones, you know, sitting at home, being locked up, et cetera. I mean, that's, that's been, you know, a, a trying time, whether that be personally or quite frankly, professionally running a business with 50 employees, worrying about their well-being, making sure they're safe, and yet still trying to stay in business and get things done. So um, I, I think that I, I, my approach over the last 11 months has almost been like just to not allow negativity when it comes to COVID. So I'm going to do everything I can to be safe, to protect myself, protect my own families, and yet try not to dwell on the obvious. I mean, I, I realize there's a global pandemic. I realize things are incredibly scary and you know, all these people have lost their lives and are sick, but yet, you know, I have to worry about what I can worry about and I have to compartmentalize my, my happiness. I have to, you know, try and surround myself with people that I care about. And I need to try and put a smile on my face for my daughter, for my family, for my coworkers. Um, you know, and I think it's been a, it's been a humbling experience because it's so easy to get negative. It's so easy to get down. And I think we've all experienced those moments um, but trying to remain positive, very fortunate that, um, you know, everybody that I know is still healthy. And, and, you know, I think I am optimistic that as things appear to be coming, um, you know, maybe better into focus with the vaccine. And as it's starting to roll out, I am hopeful that things are going to get better. And, uh, you know, when the weather's not nasty outside, I like to go out and hit golf balls and kind of use that to take my mind off of selling copiers. So oh, good. I, I like it. I like it. You know what? It, it's one thing that we talk about a reset and we talk about all these things that happened, you know, in, in 2020 and, and uh, you and I both are extremely blessed to have, uh, you know, young daughters that, you know, they 
they just, you know, they live, you, you know, Josh's daughter's nine, mine's eight, and they just, they live so carefree. And maybe just maybe looking at life through their eyes has helped us the last year. There, that is definitely a, um, an opportunity to consider yourself beyond fortunate. And yes, I think that even when, you know, you're sitting there feeling sorry for yourself or things or whatever, and then, you know, your daughter comes over and makes a comment to you that's just incredibly refreshing and positive and, you know, definitely a, um, a great opportunity just to consider all that you do have. And um, just like I said, you know, I'm trying to remain optimistic yeah. against all odds. I like that. I heard a, a great story from a, a PJ tour player and he had didn't make the cut. He had just totally blown up on Friday. Didn't he's Friday night. He's back at the hotel with his wife and his, his young kids. And he's helping his, his young daughter with their get ready for a bath and everything like that. And she looked at him and I forget how old, but she was maybe three or four. And she said, daddy, what's wrong? And he said, well, daddy had a bad day. And she looked at her dad and said, Daddy, what's a bad day? Mm. And you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. really? <laughs> it's, it's true. What's a bad true. day? You know, we 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 care so much about our jobs and and doing a you know doing a good job and winning and being successful. And yet, um, you want to make sure that you you know your perspectives are in line. And sometimes it's just the simplest little thing that helps you know kind of hit that reset button. It used to be taking a trip or going on a golf trip with buddies or, you know, I can't, I mean, I think our last vacation was like 17 months ago. We have not left Metro Atlanta and yet you can still find little wins every single day. Oh yeah. This episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. Well, let's go into the next one. So let's go, we're going to go, this is where I'm asking you, talk to me about a book or a piece of software that is really impacted, has impacted your life, uh, or maybe one that you really don't want to live without. I'm, I've never been a big reader. Um, and I'll apologize to all of my teachers throughout my uh, academic years where I think I skimmed over or read the cliff notes or something like that. Um, so really never been a big reader guy. I read a lot of books where I felt like they were impactful per se. Um, definitely been more of like a movie guy. Um, and I don't know if it's something I can live without, but it's funny, especially like, again, during COVID, as I look for like downtime or things that I like to do other than just read on my phone a lot and read articles and stuff, but like a guilty pleasure I have is SimCity. I, I, I've always loved like building and architecture mm. and I found that like, whether it was, you know, a tough day at work or I lost a deal or I'm just bored or whatever the case is, I find myself like almost daily, you know, whether I'm eating lunch or, you know, at the end of the day or whatever, I, I love getting on there and tinkering and building. And for me, that's just has always been kind of like a therapeutic aspect that I've been in, enjoyed that. And for, for months and months now, like I said, it's always about innovation and creating and, um, you know, always trying to like look at something with a fresh perspective, which I know that sounds for, silly. No, but to no, me, I think it's great. It's a cool little thing I like to do. That's great. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's, there's a lot of great things about the, the app and, and, and the SimCity itself, but I wonder how much that even carries over just to keep the, the creative juices flowing throughout your entire life. That's pretty cool. It's literally the exact opposite of what I do on a daily basis. And yet, yeah. I guess if I think back now in my career, this is all I've done for 20 years. And I love what I do, but that's probably the farthest away from what I do on a daily basis. So maybe it's just, you know, you call it guilty pleasure or just a passion of mine yeah. or something, but I've always enjoyed architecture and real estate and 
um, you know, like I said, to me, that's something that I, you know, whether it's five minutes or a couple hours later, it's just, yeah. you know, something fun to go back to. All right. So let's talk then maybe it's a piece of advice that you've received, or maybe even a piece of advice that you like to give. Talk to me, uh, give me, give me a little, I need a good value nugget here. What you got, Josh? So, uh, one thing that I has, I heard from my boss and he was my first boss when I started at icon and, uh, kind of turned out to be my mentor. He was my manager in a couple different capacities over my nine year career at icon. And it's something I have now found myself saying that, you know, we have a lot of young salespeople that come in at edge and it makes people laugh, but if you really kind of like boil it down, I don't know why for me, it's always, it's a very like sales impactful message. And that is, he used to say, you know, I used to be like, that's not fair. I lost that deal. My price was good or whatever. That's not fair. So I used to use the word fair a lot. And he used to say affairs where pigs go to win ribbons. And that to me, in a nutshell, kind of represents sales because you could have the best quote, you could have the best proposal, you could have the best solution. You have to really think about people buy from who they know, who they like, and who they trust. And your reputation sometimes is from a reference or referral. Sometimes it's from, a, you know, these days it could be an online review, but you could do everything right and still not win the deal. And sometimes you never know why. So to me, affairs where pigs go to win ribbons always summed up, if maybe not all sales, certainly copier sales very, very well, since this is such a competitive business. All right. So wait, let me. I'm going to say it again. Am I getting, I wrote this down. A fair is a place where pigs go to win ribbons. Yeah. Or uh, fair, you know, not well, a I, fair. I, I mean, know with your Tuscaloosa, uh, the, you can't get the Tuscaloosa out, out of you. So, <laughs> but you know, us Auburn people, we actually call it a fair. Of course we're the yeah. land grant school, but a fair yeah. is a place where pigs go to win ribbons. I like that. If yeah. we could just you know, take fair out of our, our vocabulary. It, fair is not really kind to salespeople. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and it's, and it's, uh, it's also what, if you're really a, 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 you know, a driven salesperson, it's what you do, whether you look back at the end of a year, or if you're, you know, if you look back at a, a great month, you know, why did I win? If somebody just says, well, I'm, I'm the best, right? Well, you know, that's not true. I mean, salespeople who are successful have to do a lot of different things. And what I find myself every new year trying to do is trying to say, okay, what worked really well last year? And what are some things that maybe you didn't do or you think you should do or you can try to do to change, to improve, to innovate, to get better and get out of your comfort zone? Um, you know, because you can't stay static because people are going to pass you by. I like it. I like it. All right. So uh, last thing, Josh, if someone wanted to uh, get in touch with you, what would they do? They can call my cell. So, um, you're gonna put your cell phone number on this. There's, do you understand the tens of thousands of people now that will have your cell phone number? Are you yeah. sure you want to do that? Heck yeah. So okay, my cell phone ahead. numbers on my card, right? I mean, that's full service. You got to be able to take do care it. of customers. Quick, go. What'd you got, Josh? 678-770-0852. Or they can shoot me an email, which is jsalkin at edgeatl.com. Or they can, uh, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn. I think I'm the only Josh Salkin on LinkedIn. Well, you're the first person to actually share their cell phone number on the podcast, which yeah. I think is pretty brave. I kind of like it. I really do. Yeah. I like it a lot. So well, again, uh, Josh with Edge, thank you so much for coming on. You're an absolute gift and hope everybody enjoyed it. Thanks a lot, Josh. 
I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.